Welcome to Musings of an Extrovert. My name is Darvin Muentes. I am your host and I am your resident extrovert. I am so excited, guys. I have been really pushing this month uh, and been telling you guys about it because I've been so excited about it. Today, actually, it is Friday. You guys probably have listened to, and if you haven't by this point, which will be next Friday, uh, you should listen to the episode with Ari. It was a really cool episode. He told us about his book. He also told us about his music and how much he loves change. He is a really cool guy. Uh, it was an honor to get to speak with him. So you should go check out that episode if you haven't already. But if you have, then you have been part of the people who have got me to 200 downloads already this month. I am so excited about that because I only got to 150 downloads last month. So that means that more people are listening or more people are listening multiple times. Either one is a really great thing, and I'm very excited about that. So thank you guys for helping me out uh, and for enjoying the podcast enough to listen every month. Uh, so please like and subscribe. Go ahead and hit that bell notification if you're watching on YouTube or listening on YouTube. And also just leave some comments too. I Your comments will help the algorithm push my content in front of more people. So Please like, subscribe, do all the things, um, and I, I'm just very thankful for you. So thank you for listening. Uh, today I have a very fun guest. Uh, he is a good friend of mine, uh, and he is very interesting in a lot of ways. Uh, he's doing some interesting things, and we're going to hear about those things today. Uh, he is also an avid lover of warmth and heat. So this heat wave that we're experiencing right now, it is something that he is loving. Uh, so please welcome my friend, Aaron Runzo. Hey, it's, um, good to be here. I'm excited and, um, just blessed and honored to be part of your podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for joining. We, if you didn't hear before, and if you haven't listened to it yet, you should go check out another podcast I did with another Runzo. Uh, and that's probably going to be the name of this podcast. Uh, another Runzo. You like that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> musings with another Runzo. I love it. That's a great name. I didn't even think about that until now. So uh, yeah, Aaron Runzo. Aaron, tell us, uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Just anything that they don't know. Yeah. Um, as he said, my name's Aaron. Uh, married to my wife going on six years this October, wow. uh, Nikki. Uh, she's amazing. And we have uh, three children as of so far. One mm -hmm. is still uh, in the womb. Um, but come November, uh, it'll be an exciting time to actually meet Praise this God. son of ours. Yeah. Um, so we have the, the youngest son there, and then the other two are running around and just being awesome <laughs> Awesome, energetic kids, Elijah and Rua. So those are, they're pretty much the highlight of our life right now. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Elijah and Rua are so cute. And from what Aaron tells me, they were listening to the podcast in the car and Elijah recognized my voice as well as Dustin's voice. Yeah. Dustin is his uncle. So, yeah. um, like, oh, Darvin, oh, Uncle D. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, so Aaron, you, you said, you're married. You have a couple kids. What do you do for work? Yes, yeah, so I've um, 
over the past few years, I've been involved with ministry um, in various sorts, working for CBN and another ministry, uh, Good Shepherd India, and also working for the church body that we're a part of, Trinity Church. And it's just been an amazing time through all of these experiences, uh, just being equipped in different ways, um, meeting new people, new brothers and sisters in Christ, and just learning all about these different forms of ministry that the Lord is carrying out. And um, as of now, though, uh, our, our family's gone through an exciting time. Uh, just last week, the Lord revealed in his timing that it was time to step away from my current full-time job and step mm. full-time into a ministry called FCA, which stands for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Mm. And um, so this past week has truly been a testing of our faith. Yeah. Uh, but also an exciting time living in the true presence of the Lord and seeing how he truly provides for us yeah. day by day. And, and I say the testing of our faith um, because FCA, it's, it's an awesome ministry. Um, but man, for those who are already involved in FCA and, and the people that have already met through FCA, yeah, you meet some people who who truly, truly know what it is like to trust the Lord. Hmm. And uh, I say this because we are required to raise 100% of our salary, of our yeah. yearly budget, uh, literally every single penny that goes into it. Wow. We're fundraising. And, and so it feels like, oh man, it and it is a big challenge, but at the same time, it's like, man, this is exciting to kind of feel at yeah. least a taste of what it was like in the early church days. Mm-hmm when you weren't guaranteed a paycheck every two weeks or every month. And yeah. it's like, man, you're just trusting the Lord to provide. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the season we're in right now. And, and it's exciting. <laughs> I love it. So um, tell me a little bit about uh, FCA. What does FCA yeah. do? Um, FCA. So it started um, in the mid 1950s and just ever since then, it has grown and grown and grown uh, to become just an amazing and powerful ministry. And so in a nutshell, um, the mission and goal of FCA, uh, especially here in the Hampton Roads community, mm-hmm. is to reach every single athlete and every single coach uh, with the gospel and the love of Jesus Christ. Hmm. Um it could be any level, middle school, high school, collegiate level, recreational yeah. sports, school sports, any and all. And um, the the vision is just to have that multiplication effect where where I and or everyone else involved with FCA, man, we want to meet people. We want to bring people to Christ. We want to disciple them. But the, mm-hmm. it doesn't stop there. That's only half of the equation. Yeah. And then the goal is for them to go out and do the same thing in their ministry context and their mm. spheres of influence. Yeah. And so really we're we're truly living out the great commission yeah. to make disciples who make disciples and we want to see this whole area truly the whole world transformed by yeah. the power and the spirit of Christ. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh so uh, you are I, I know this but mm-hmm. out there people well actually people might know because I'm I hear you were a hot shot wrestler in high school so People might know that you were a wrestler, but your sport is wrestling, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, So I grew up, and my brothers and I, we grew up um, doing multiple sports. uh, But for me, wrestling was always my main sport. It was my love and my passion when it Mm -hmm. comes to sports. And so that's kind of what I clung on. 
whatever that word is. That's what I clung on to. Yeah. I think it's clinged. Oh, clinged. Okay. C-L-I-N-G-E-D okay. versus clung. I, I would love to say clung, mm-hmm. honestly. I think clung is a better, because I feel like you do that with a lot of other, hang goes to hung, you know, yeah, but yeah. Um, I think it's clinged, okay. unfortunately. Let me use another word just in case. That's what I grasp onto. <laughs> just get that. I love it. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I remember um, ever since, I, I remember the very day I was in a classroom in fourth grade and I had already been wrestling for a few years at that time and loved wrestling. And I thought, oh man, I want to, I want to, I want to go as far and as high as I can. And so I, I set a goal of uh, being an Olympic champion. So that was always my goal. Wow. Um, an Olympic champion. Up. Hold on. Okay. So tell us a little bit about that. So you did you actually pursue trying to go into to the Olympics? Uh, yeah, I did. I um, so it had always been um, kind of a dream of mine growing up. Like I said, ever since elementary school, and then the older I got, the I guess the closer I felt like I was getting to the dream. But there was still this aspect of it being like a dream. Like it's, oh, I know I'm gonna do it, but it's way out there. It's down the road. Yeah. And then um, come to high school, uh, I. I guess 10th grade going into 11th grade, that's when I won our the national championship. And wow. it was when I was driving home from that tournament mm-hmm. um, that I was like, oh my gosh, I could actually pursue this. And like, wow, it became real. So you won a national championship? Yeah, yeah. Oh um, my gosh. I, did, I think, I don't know. I somewhere missed that in all okay. of our relationship, <laughs> all of our friendship. I've, oh, no. I missed that you won a national championship. That is awesome. That yeah. is super cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess I don't really share about it too much unless people ask or give me to talk about wrestling. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. So then ever since that moment, I was dead set on just pursuing it, I guess, the best that I could. I know a lot of wrestlers, even really good wrestlers, mm-hmm. and sometimes the best wrestlers at that time will pursue wrestling at a collegiate level, uh, as far as wrestling in the NCAA championships and re- going the normal route of wrestling in college. And then sometimes, uh, if they're good enough and if they can want to continue to pursue, then they'll go for the Olympics after that. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really feel called to that. I didn't want to spend four or five years of my life wrestling in that setting when I felt like I could just go directly and train for the Olympics. Yeah. And just out of nowhere, we found out about this one program, uh, Northern Michigan University, mm-hmm. way, way up there in the UP, <laughs> the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Uh, they actually have an Olympic training program up there that allows you to train for the Olympics as if that's your sport you're training for, hmm. but also go to school there. And they help pay for your schooling and everything. So it was wow. like an awesome deal. So that is so cool. Yeah. So, um, so my last couple of years in high school, I found out about that, visited a few times and just fell in love with it. And so that, that's what I did out of high school. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so you went to this Olympic training. Um, what, what ended that? Why, why didn't like, did you go to the Olympics? Yeah. Uh, no. So Unfortunately, I can't say that. So, um, I, I guess it ends at me saying I was training for the Olympics. Um, it was, it's, uh, it was hard to stomach at first, those first few years. So I mm-hmm. ended up injuring my neck. I had a, a fracture in my neck, uh, when I was there 
So I ended up coming home and not really knowing what I was doing. So after coming home from Michigan, yeah, uh, I was deciding, well, am I still going to wrestle or not? Or am I done? And so I just ended up wrestling for our local, uh, one of our local colleges here in the area, mm-hmm. Old Dominion University, and wrestled for about another year there and then ended up doing the same thing to my neck again. Oh, wow. And so I think I tried to wrestle after that. Uh, but then it just, it was just a mixture of that and not being able to perform to the level I wanted to. And then that causing me to feel burnt out a little bit and yeah. just, it, and just went through yeah. a deep, dark time, yeah. uh, emotionally. And yeah, um, you can imagine that that'd be so hard. You're at one point you're at like at the top of your game, trying to, trying to get to the Olympics, which is wild that you even got the chance to try to yeah. get to the Olympics. Like that's a level that most people don't even reach, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like, that's incredible that you did that, but yeah, that, that can, I can imagine that is hard <laughs> to then have that not be the case anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Tell us a little time. bit about the, that experience. Yeah, I, big. I, you know, I know you mm-hmm. and I know your like a lot of your story and a lot of the things you walk through. Um, you know, but obviously yeah, people yeah. out there might not know it and, and it's going to be helpful to some people out there because some people have things that they're going after that they won't get and they yeah. have depression and things that are, that are going to, mm-hmm. going to hurt them. Tell us a little bit about your, your experience through that. Yeah. And, and just, uh, as a preface for this, this time in my life was the deepest and darkest and toughest time of my life to go through but i feel like the lord used it as the most powerful and transformative time of Mm. my life as he brought me out of it and refined me yeah through it um it was a mixture of a bunch of things uh the biggest thing being the sports and the wrestling and literally it wrestling my entire life was my identity Mm -hmm. uh i was asked multiple times growing up well what if you don't win the olympics Hmm. then what then and there was never even a thought in my mind that there was even a possibility of that it was yeah my mind was made up i'm 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 winning yeah it's done like nothing else and then i'd be asked well um like okay so like you're gonna go to the olympics but like what after that are you gonna are you gonna get a degree and uh, what's what's your life plan after that? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be able to still provide for yourself and for your family? And you do you want to have like a um, just a a life that you can be provided for and provide for others in your life? Or so what's your plan? And and literally my answer was my plan is to win the Olympics. That's all. Mm-hmm. And I would tell I just openly tell people I would happily be homeless for the rest of my life as long as I had that Olympic gold medal. Wow. And I was completely, completely satisfied and dead set on that. Like yeah. that's, and that probably doesn't even touch the surface of how much this gold medal and wrestling was an idol of mine, was yeah. my identity at the time. And so when, when it kind of got stripped and taken away, I cannot even describe those, I guess next three to four years, uh, however long it was, of how much of a refining process that was Mm -hmm. it literally felt like my whole entire being was being taken away Hmm. and little did i know at the time the lord yes was intentionally 
doing that because he was actually bringing me to where he wanted me to be. Yeah. Uh, but at the time, ooh, it hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can uh, imagine. It hurt. Oh, my gosh. But but I'm so blessed. And then in the middle of that, um, I was uh, in the middle of a relationship, too, and then that ended. And so that just whew, threw a, a yeah. cherry on top or whatever, a log on top of the fire. Yeah. And uh, so I was just spiraling deep, deep down in depression loneliness um loss of identity and i cannot describe just how i felt uh there were even times where i i'm not even proud to say anything but like i would oftentimes contemplate suicide and a Mm. few times even had a knife in my hand wow and was like asking okay is now the time am i gonna stab myself in the stomach or the chest wow yeah um it was bad Mm. um and the only so i wasn't necessarily walking with the lord at that time but i've i was part of a church growing up my whole life and so we were kind of the typical like american family yeah we go to church on sundays and so i grew up knowing about jesus and knowing about god but i never really had a personal relationship with him or anything Mm -hmm. and each time i would get in those instances um contemplating my life Mm -hmm. the one thing that would come to mind that would cause me to say no was the question of, okay, well, if I kill myself or, or people who commit suicide, do they still get into heaven hmm. or not? And, and I'm not even saying that I'm not even trying to say anything about theology right now, but the fact that that question came up in my mind and yeah. I was unsure about it at the time was literally the thing that the Lord used to keep you to keep me here and so i'm so thankful that i had what little experience i did have over the course of my life with the church and with god yeah um so that that question would still mean something to me yeah yeah praise god Um, yeah let me let me say something real quick just for anyone out there who is contemplating suicide who has thought about it or who has felt that desire know that someone loves you Mm -hmm. someone is there and wants to help you and if you don't if you don't know who that person is at that time like there are resources out there i think the suicide hotline just got changed this last Mm -hmm. month uh, and got updated so it's 988 is the suicide hotline so if you don't even know who that person is and i'm telling you someone out there loves you if you don't know those people these people can help you. They can stand with you. They can be there in the moment that you're feeling those feelings. I can't contemplate it. I I don't know what that feels like, but I know that there's people who do know. There are people who help and who are standing there for you. So if you have ever been at a place that where Aaron has been, just know that there are people who love you. And in, you can call the suicide hotline. You can call a friend. People are there to love you and to help you and to stand with you. And ultimately Jesus loves you with all of his life. And I mean that in the most literal sense, Mm -hmm. he has given all of his life to offer you a chance to love him with all of yours. And he loves you that much. So yeah, I I wanted to say that real quick. Um, But yeah, like you're, you had gotten to these dark places Tell us a little bit more about how you walked through those dark places yeah. and how the Lord walked you out of them. Yeah, I'd say, um, man, a, a few things come to mind. And the first thing 
while I was in these deep, dark places, I was still so blessed that unlike many other people who may be in the same scenario or have experienced something like this, I was still living in my hometown and had my family here with me. Mm -hmm. And I just think if I didn't have that, oh my gosh, I I trust the Lord that he would have pulled me out of it. But I just can't imagine what that would have been like. And I remember in this time, my dad, his walk of faith, at that same exact time I was going through this dark time in my life, his walk of faith started to really uh, grow deeper and more in depth with the Lord. And it wasn't even anything that he talked to me about or Mm -hmm. expressed to me through words, but it was literally just being around my dad and seeing how he lived his life, how Mm. he loved his wife, my mom, and just the the way he was, I could literally see Jesus in him, hmm. and I could I could clearly see just this transformation in him that, and it could have even been going on for a while, but my eyes had just been open to it. Yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh, I wow, like I really admire and I'm thankful for my father. Yeah, and I want to be like that, and so that. I just, I always go back to this time in my life when I do, it's, that was one of the biggest seeds that was planted in that time of my life mm-hmm. to really give me something else to hold on to, to grasp yeah. and to seek after. Wow. And, praise um, God. Praise yeah. God. Um, I, I'm so thankful for him, for the, how the Lord has used him. And it just gradually the Lord used him, used my family to, uh, just be around uh, better people, better influences. Um, my family even just got me just going back to our church gatherings with them on Sundays because I'd not been doing that for a while mm-hmm. ever since I was uh, in college and kind of drifted away and everything. And so that was that was the initial point. And then through that, man, this it's just this is why I can't even say that. It's on my own doing that I came to the Lord or that I was saved, but how beautiful the Lord's grace is that he brought me to my wife, yeah, uh, my now wife, Nikki, and um, just towards the end of that dark season, as the Lord was gradually and gradually refining me and leading me out, kind of mm-hmm. on the tail end of that is when I met Nikki. Wow. And she she knew what it was like to have a relationship with Jesus. I thought I did. Yeah. But then when I met her, just every time I was with her, I had to sell, I had to examine myself Mm. and be like, Oh, it it was, it was eye opening, And I came to the realization that I didn't actually know the Lord. Wow. And so ultimately to seal the deal, the Lord used Nikki to finally bridge that gap between Christ and me and bring me, Wow, to a true God. relationship with him. So yeah. praise God. Yeah. I'm so thankful for the for the Lord and for how he's used Nikki as well. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. I you know, for those of you guys who are hearing Aaron right now and who are thinking to yourselves like, man, that's that's like such a wild story, all the things that happened to you. Um, you know, it, it Aaron recognizes 
the the wildness of it and and i'm talking to him and i'm seeing his expressions on his face and i'm hearing him say like i know it can't be of my own doing because the lord orchestrated all these things to happen to bring me through this depths to realize the idolization that was in my life of that gold medal Mm -hmm. and then to realize wow i've been missing out on jesus you know and like that that's that's such a cool thing to see um you know i i know you guys can't see his face right now so i i want to make sure that you guys know like the kinds of expressions he has on his face and it's one of a man who knows what he knows what he was in and what he's been brought through uh and that looks like an elated face uh he's just been smiling this entire time that he's been saying this so um let's talk a little bit more about how so wrestling was an idol big time and you now are jumping into fca and what are you doing yeah you're teaching wrestling yeah yeah talk about that like what how how does what did the lord do to make it for you something that's you're okay with doing without idolizing it again yeah this uh again something so crazy and i say crazy in a good way just so amazing and just um, just so I'm just so in awe of what the Lord has done to bring me to this point, to bring our family to this point. Um, so <laughs> thankfully the Lord allowed me to come through that refining and to be in a good spiritual state. And I was to a point, um, uh, I, I was to a point where I had fully, fully, fully accepted that I was not going to have anything else to do with wrestling. Hmm. I was okay with that. I had accepted that that was just part of my past and that that was an idol. And I was not to touch that because Hmm. I did not want to fall back down into that and have to go through that refining again Yeah, yeah. and just make it a full circle. And um, so I was, I was so thankful for all the experience I had in wrestling mm-hmm. and just the ways in which you can parallel the physical training with the spiritual training that we're in discipline we're called to go through in the faith. Yeah. So I, I was so thankful the Lord gave me uh, insight into those parallels and to use as metaphors as I continued walking the faith. Yeah. But I was okay. Like the Lord had changed my heart and I was okay that I was never gonna uh, fall into that again or or be around wrestling in the ways that I had been around wrestling before. Yeah. And shortly after I had come to that point, the Lord spoke to me and said that I was going to be using something from my past that I loved, something that I loved from my past for his glory and for ministry. Hmm. And I kind of sat on that for a while. And my first automatic, my go-to assumption was, okay, yeah, wrestling. I know that could be, that could be what the Lord is talking about. And it, it, and it may so be that, but it's such an easy assumption. I did not want to assume anything, especially with everything I just expressed with not wanting to fall back into that again. Yeah. And so I literally sat on that for two or three years Wow. and prayed through it and always had this in, the, in my heart and back of my head. And the Lord just continuing to speak something in which you once loved, he was going to bring... I'm going to bring back for you and use it. And um, so I, like I said, a few years went by and just continued to pray. And there was this one specific day 
uh, last year that I was praying to spending time with the Lord. And it was the first time in those few years that I heard the Lord speak. And it was a definite answer and confirmation to this. And he revealed, yes, it was wrestling. Wow. It is wrestling that Mm -hmm. he wants to use. And I felt such relief because I knew, okay, I knew what it was that he's speaking about. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, Lord, okay, you already set me free from that idol. Yeah. And that like false identity in my life. So I I hear you and I know that you are confirming this, but I'm just telling you, I'm going to trust you. I'm not going to do this my way like I was once trying to do it. I need to trust you in this if if I'm going to be able to follow you and be led yeah. in this. And it is just so crazy how it worked out, how the Lord played all this out that exact day. I had not hmm. told anyone about this except my wife, but we hadn't shared it with anyone. Yeah. Um, my brother, Dustin, who Darvin mentioned was on the podcast a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and I grew up wrestling and working out together and just um, just being with each other in life along with our other brother, Ethan. And he texted me and he's like, hey, I'm going to come. Do you mind if I come over to your house real quickly? And it was the evening time. And he said, uh, I said, sure. So he came on over and he said, hey, I can't stay long. I have to be somewhere about it. I had to come here tonight because I really feel like the Lord is speaking to us that we should use wrestling as a ministry in this area. And I was, I didn't really know what to say or how to react. And I think I told him that night, I was like, you, you're going to be so amazed at this, but literally the Lord is telling me this exact thing today. And it's something I've been sitting on for years. Praise God. And wow. just everything else fell into place after that. And the yeah. Lord opened doors. And ever since then, man, uh, my brother and I, and then our dad, uh, who I've talked about a little bit here, he was our wrestling coach growing up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we helped start and lead an FCA wrestling club in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, we just meet every week. We'd go through a normal club or practice like you normally do. And with, with any age we were open any age group elementary middle school high school Mm -hmm. and then at the end you just talk about jesus you present scripture to them you talk about it as if it were its own youth group type thing yeah and the kids there man it was the most engaged i've ever seen Hmm. kids and these are kids who've gone through like an hour and a half workout and then they're sitting there all sweaty and they're actually truly engaged answering questions asking questions yeah and i had never experienced something like that in the realm of sports where it could be used for something so powerful like that for jesus for for christ and so through that i got to meet our area director nate tim he oversees uh, a lot of the eastern uh portion of virginia for fca yep and (laughs) Just ever since the get-go, he was kind of planting that seed. He was whispering by my ear, hey, you should, hey, you want to come on staff with us? You, you should come on staff. <laughs> and just at first, I was like, no, 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 we're just doing this. I'm just doing this because I love it. And yeah, just, uh, we're, I, I just love it doing like, just doing this. Yep. And um, just time went on and time went on. And the Lord just continued to work on my heart and work on my heart. Mm-hmm. And he just kept using Nate to plant those seeds and plant those seeds, but then just leave it leave it at the table for, for me to 
talk to, talk about with God. And yeah, man, uh, there was probably a few month period last year where I my eyes were opened more to the possibility of this, and mm-hmm. so I kind of talked with Nikki, and we're we kind of came to the decision of just praying over it and talking about it with each other and just continuing to seek the Lord in this. Yeah. And still no decision had been made, but at least we had put our yes on the table. We finally were like, Lord, if, if this is of you and you want this, yeah, then we are in, but we just, we just need to know that you do want this yep. for us. And so we'd been praying about it. And I remember is, I remember the specific morning, um, I had been praying and, and, and the Lord just brought me to so much revelation and confirmation through prayer, through scripture, mm-hmm. through his word. And it was, it was again, this kind of the same thing where he revealed that it was going to be wrestling that was going to be used as a ministry. But now yeah. he's revealing, Oh, how are we going to do it even more? Yeah. How are we going to go even deeper? And it was that morning that I knew that, this was it. I yeah. knew for certain that the Lord was calling wow. me to this. Um, I was confirmed. He revealed it to me and just, it was a definite yes, but I still did not want to present it to Nikki in a way that I was forcing us to have to do this. I wanted to this, I wanted this to be something that Nikki and I knew that both of us knew truly it was coming from the Lord and that mm-hmm. we were just being obedient and following him. And I came to her that morning and I kind of stared at her and she knew that I had something to say. And I may have started off like, Nikki, I have to tell you something. I think those are my words. Nikki, I have to tell you something. And she looked at me and she already knew what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> before I could even say everything, she's like, I knew that this was for you. I knew the Lord had this for you, but I knew that you had to hear clearly from the Lord to to mm. know that your heart was in it i i just wanted yeah. you to 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 i guess receive the answer from the lord but yeah. um as we talked about it more she's like yeah i've known this for a while wow <laughs> and uh so it was just so confirming in the way in which we came together and are partnered in this yeah praise god and praise That's god awesome. praise god and so yeah ever since then man we've uh we've just given everything to the lord and i'll say the biggest thing that I hold on to right now, uh, currently, presently, where we are, especially going through this season of fundraising, and and ever since I said yes, learning more and more of what it's going to take and yeah. what we're going to have to sacrifice and what life's going to be like, um, it, it's going to be rewarding in the least. But it, but we, I, we, um, we are okay in understanding. Yes, with any type of ministry, there are going to be challenges, but it's yeah. always worth it for the Lord. Yeah. Um, but the Lord just keeps telling me, if I called you, then I will provide for you. And yeah. that's literally the mantra that just continues to, yep. re- to repeat in my head and my heart is, okay, if, if the Lord has called me, if I believe he's called me and I truly do believe and know he has called me, then that's it. Period. Yeah. He will provide if he's yep. called for me, called me to do this. And so, yeah. That's what the Lord just continues to use to, to fuel yeah. the flame and the fire and motivate me. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and I I believe the Lord is going to provide for you in like over and abundantly as he does. And this is a new new chapter, a new adventure. 
And I kind of feel like the Lord is saying that he's very pleased Mm. with a heart that is willing to say yes. Mm. And uh, I think that we see that in scripture everywhere. While you were telling your story about um, like saying to the Lord, like when he confirmed to you that it's, it's wrestling and you were like, Lord, like if it's wrestling, (laughs) I'm going to have to trust you and I'm going to trust you. And you were saying it with that, that little bit of reluctance in your voice because you're like, ah, that was this thing in the past. But the fact that you said, Lord, I'm going to trust you. It was exactly opposite of the Moses situation. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that story (laughs) that entire time. I was like, oh, I see you about to tell the Lord, like, oh, maybe like, mm, no, maybe not that one. You know, like, like Aaron does or or like Moses does. And he's like, oh no, why don't you, why don't you send him? Cause he's better at this. And then the Lord's like, who are you to tell me who I'm going to use? You know? Yeah. That's like that. That's what the, that's what the Lord responds to the heart that says, no, I, I can't do that. Yeah. If he calls you, he equips you and he will carry you through on it. It doesn't mean you're not going to be doing any work to help keep carry yourself through it. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, so you are doing work and you're getting all the things you're going out and you're fundraising. You're joining my podcast to tell the world about the fact that you need to fundraise, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but ultimately this podcast, any other podcast, any other advertising, any other things that you do are not the ultimate reason yeah. that you are fully funded. The ultimate reason is the Lord has provided. Yeah. And we as believers believe that about all of our daily bread. Mm -hmm. We believe that about every drink that we have, anything that we've been given has been ultimately provided by the Lord. And so I'm believing that he's going to provide over and abundantly for you guys for the ministry. So I want to talk about that real quick. We, we have, we're already running out of time here. Um, I want to talk about that. So, Tell us what you need to raise. Okay, so before I, I'm gonna have a little preface again. Um, uh, I don't even know the word to say, but it's gonna be a big number. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was first told this number by our area director, I didn't, I, I didn't even know what to think. I was like, okay, well, okay, that, that's how do I do that? I yeah. don't even know what to say. Um, but we need to raise one hundred fifteen thousand hmm. dollars every year. Wow! Every year, yeah. Um, to pay for my salary and to pay for every single penny of the ministry and the budget that we're using throughout that entire year, and that could even include sending kids to camp, camp scholarships, yeah, travel. Um, I guess very rarely plane flights if needed for different camps or Mm -hmm. um, conferences and things like that. Uh, But it's, um, it's not a low number. Yeah. And this is just yet again, a reason why I trust the Lord so much in this. It's kind of like we see it so much in scripture. And I think of the Gideon story Mm -hmm. when he's leading the army and the, the Lord just keeps stripping down and stripping down his army to where it's so small. And he's like, I did this so that you could never claim the yep. glory yep. for this victory. Yep. And so I yeah. kind of feel that same sense here. And that if I look at everything on paper, the the amount that I need to raise for our uh, for our family and our ministry every year, and just what it's going to take to carry out this ministry, 
on paper, it's like, okay, well, that's not humanly possible. So, but that's why I'm trusting in the Lord because yep. it's such a number and such, um, just so many challenges that are out of the grasp of a normal human mind that I know yep. that it will have to be the Lord only who yep. provides for us. Yep. And it's him only who could even set my heart and our family's heart into believing that this is possible. Yeah. And so it's just all, all the Lord. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, to answer your question, yes, it okay. is 115,000 gotcha. each year. So, uh, we really need to, we really need to fundraise. And uh, I, so one of the reasons why I had Aaron come on the podcast wasn't just because he's a good friend of mine, which that is a big reason why I wanted him to come on the podcast. Um, but I know that he has to fundraise. I know that we need to help and support him, uh, and join in this mission. So I wanted to get that word out to all of you out there that if you would like to donate to Aaron, you can go to my.fca.org slash Aaron Runzo, and you can donate there. Um, Please donate any amount that you can, preferably higher amounts, but any amount that you can uh, to help him uh, reach this goal and, you know, believe with him, pray with him as well. Join in prayer for the ministry. They've already done so many cool things with the FCA club. Um, you know, the, the kind of off the cuff FCA club, and now yeah, they're yeah. trying to make it more regular and he's trying to get into this space and, and really like just disciple these students. So please help him out with that. Please go donate. Uh, Aaron, do you have anything else to say about that? Yeah, I just say I, um, yeah, everything Darwin said is true and is awesome. And another cool thing is that uh, we're not just going to be involved with wrestling, although wrestling is my favorite sport and and the main sport that I grew up doing. And that's going to be, that's going to be a a good amount of um, ministry that I'm helping to lead in this area. But I and our team, we don't want to limit it to just that. We want to reach every single kid, every single athlete, every single coach in every single sport. And so a big part of this is going to be building up uh, disciples who can then lead uh, different sports huddles and Bible studies in all different kinds of sports, Mm -hmm. um, age groups, levels, all that school recreational. And so that's the vision. And so if if you're not a wrestling fan, I understand some people aren't wrestling fans know that this ministry is truly reaching every single sport, every single coach, every single athlete in the area. Yeah. And we want to see this whole entire area transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that with us and sharing this lofty goal. I think it's important to share the goals. Mm -hmm. You know, some people will want to kind of, you know, keep some of that aside, but um, it's, it's important because yeah. it, it lets other people join into the vision. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. um, Dr. Robertson at, at Regent, he wants to get to a very lofty goal. Like there's a desire for 300,000 students in the future, wow. you know, like yeah. this is, this is a lofty goal, you know, we're mm-hmm. at an 11,000 student body currently, you know, so that's a, a huge goal, but it can be done. Mm-hmm. And it, you just need people who are locked into the vision and who are going to say, yes, let's mm-hmm. do it. So 
showing that lofty goal to the world is so important. Yeah, um, yeah. So help us reach that lofty goal. Please, like I said earlier, go to my.fca.org slash Aaron Runzo to go and donate. Um, please donate, you know, one month of your donations elsewhere can go to this one month of, of Starbucks. Uh, you know, if you get a Starbucks drink every week, that's 20 bucks right there that you can give to Aaron and you'll just miss out on Starbucks for one month. Uh, become a regular, uh, a regular giver to this, add him to your list. Uh, if you're a Hampton Roads native, he's helping out Hampton Roads. He is ministering to the students and the young, the, the, upcoming generation of Hampton Roads and that's so important so become a regular giver I encourage regular giving uh obviously your contribution if it's just a a one-time giving that's a wonderful thing and we praise the Lord for that um but I also encourage regular giving because regular giving just shows I'm committed to the cause Mm. um so help us to help Aaron grow uh his ministry um yeah, I we are way over time. Um, I apologize. This one's a, a little bit longer of a podcast. So thank you guys for listening. Aaron, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much, Darvin, for having me. I love this podcast. I love you. And I'm just blessed and honored to be here. Yeah, thank you, man. Uh, everyone out there, like I said, go ahead, go to my.fca.org slash Aaron Runzo, give to the cause. And if you've been a regular listener, thank you, thank you, thank you again. You guys are why I do this. Uh, well, you guys are part of the reason why I do this. I do this because I love doing it, but I also love doing it for you guys. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for taking the time out of your day. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful day.